This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Sarah Beal is here to chat about coming of age, high school hijinks, and creepy older men as we discuss Days and Confused and Fast Time at Ridgemount High. Welcome! Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for being here and being my first, you know, socially distant guest on the show. Yes, for being responsible and not being in the same room right now. Yes, that's very, very true. Um, I guess that's a good thing. Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I kind of like being in the same room with people. It's just easier for conversations. Well, we'll, we'll make with do what we can. Yes, yes. Um, but it's been uh, six weeks of uh, isolation and such. It's given me time to watch some more movies and TV shows and whatever, including these two. And I got to say, I liked one and I don't like the other one. Oh, you know what? I I went into this, thought I had a bias, and thought I had a favorite. Mm-hmm. Rewatched. Now I have a different favorite. Really? Ooh, yes. I'm very, very curious. Um, so I should explain, actually, like, these are not in alphabetical order, obviously. It's Days and Confused and Fast Times. But the reason why I'm doing this together is they actually come in a box set called The Ultimate Party Collection. And I just put it under Days and Confused because the packaging, one side just says Days and Confused, one side says, you know, fast time. So there you go. That's it. So, but I guess they thematically they go together. You know, it's about high school and hanging with your friends and being cool or uncool and boyfriends and girlfriends and classes and all that kind of stuff. I think the last time I was here, uh, we talked about Can't Hardly Wait. Yes. Which also, I think, is a very thematic <laughs> movie to these two movies. It is. It is. There, I think there's just something about, like, a general shared experience that everybody has, which is the high school experience, um, that just works in most movies. So people, they make them, people watch them, and 90% of the time, you're going to like it on a certain level, I suppose. Yeah, I, I would have to say, like, in both of these ones, especially, there was more of a focus of, like, the male high school experience than, yes. <laughs> than the female one. But oh, for sure. Yeah. And even in Can't Hardly Wait, it was mostly male. <laughs> well, I mean, the protagonist was male, and it was really about everybody surrounding him. Yeah. Whereas I do find, um, at least with Fast Times, there's – the two females, which are have their storyline, and then there's the in Days and Confused, there's the pseudo mini mini storyline with with the one girl and how they're going around, right? So they try to throw some female perspectives in there, but all of these are written by men. So even though the last one is directed by a woman, um, Fast Times is directed by a woman. Yeah, I so that was a surprising thing about Fast Times is I kind of totally forgot about Jennifer Jason Lee's storyline. Mm-hmm. I think I haven't watched it in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like so I, I thought I think I had put off watching that movie in a long time because I had bad associations with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, Jennifer's story is so great. Like, yeah, this is the total typical like 
like experience. Like she's totally uneducated. She gets knocked up right away. Really unset. Like they don't know like anything to advocate for themselves as women or like no consent, like none of it. And you're just like, wow, this mess. Like, it's just one of those things. It, when I was younger, it didn't strike me. But now that I'm older and rewatching it, I was like, oh, it's so great that they included all this detail, even though it probably makes it an R rated movie now. But yeah, um, actually, I was reading uh, something in there that there were apparently originally a couple of full frontal scenes like head to toe of a boy and a girl throughout the movie that they had to take out or else they'd get an uh, x rating i think it was or an r rating there was a rating that was too high that they wanted to bring it down um and uh they had to like take out those two scenes like apparently it was the scene when they're in the pool house together jennifer jason lee and the other guy yeah. and apparently that scene there was supposed to be like a pull out scene of them like standing in front of each other being all awkward and naked um and yeah they took out that scene so to like reduce the the rating for the movie so more people could watch it so i thought that was interesting and i was like but also that seems really awkward for people their age on screen to have to do yeah. something like that like i feel bad for jennifer because this is probably one of her first movies she's yes. ever in she has to be topless multiple times mm -hmm. and like even this that that pool house scene is so awkward because she's like she's still naked and he's fully dressed and gone like <laughs> yeah like and she's just lying there and he's like yeah. bye and she's like what is happening yeah exactly like i can't imagine like having that experience as a young actress but as like a teenage human that's a very identifiable <laughs> experience. experience yeah exactly yeah, awful mm -hmm. <laughs> everything sucks about it yeah um i like my thing actually had the the opposite reaction to this movie than you did i remembered her storyline i actually remembered most of the movie my problem is is i always think it's more uh i don't know more like i, I find the movie disjointed Right? It's weird. It's the stuff yeah. with the teacher, Mr. Hand, that I was like, what's going on? Like the tone is just so weird in these scenes. And like yeah. And um and and the fact that like we know it's going on through a school year, but they're very bad at showing changes in time and how long things have gone by and all that kind of stuff. So like they show a scene, it's the first day of school um they're in class they go to one class they go to the mall and then for some reason it's christmas and you're like why is it christmas already and the only reason why you know it's christmas is because they show close-ups of like christmas presents and a santa getting peed on but nothing else about any of those scenes are christmasy you know um because where are they they're in like la or something right yeah, yeah yeah so there's no snow there's no there's nothing really identifiable as a season change and nothing is gradual so i'm like how is this how is this going here like i don't i don't know what time it is and then when was it uh like close to the end of the movie spicoli goes into like the the 7-Eleven or whatever. And he's like, didn't you work here? He's like, that was seven months ago. I'm like, it's been seven months? How do you, how has it been seven months? Like, what's going on? So that was one of my biggest problems with it. It's a, it's a time pacing of that whole yeah. movie. Yeah, got to me a lot, actually. 
it, it was definitely like the scope of time didn't need it to be as long as it was like it didn't need to be the entire year like mm-hmm. it could have been easily like the last month of school or the last week of school like <laughs> yeah but I think they were trying to show that actually I think that really bothers me about some movies is that everything happens in one day or in one week or whatever and like the whole world changes and I don't mind it happening over a school year that like there's these specific points that things are happening and there's changes in the the world but you actually have to portray it properly for you to understand changes in motives and changes in positions and why are they doing that and and whatever because like I find Jen like Jennifer Jason Lee's character, she goes from, oh, I'm really quiet and really shy to every guy she talks to, she's aggressively going after. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. There's no real juxtaposition or growth from like one position to the next position. And it kind of bothers me. I'm like, so you're either innocent or you're like, no, I'm not going to say it because it's kind of slut shaming what I was going to say, but. I I don't think there's anything wrong with what she was doing. I just think they need to show the progression from where she starts to where she ends up. And that progression isn't clear enough. Yeah, she could have gotten more storyline in general. But she got a good one. Like, I think she got, like, she she held her own in terms of the, the amount of tension that she got on the screen. So Yeah, she got a decent amount of screen time for sure and, like, a a buildup of a bit of a story in there um I think she had probably like the realist experience of all of them right because like her brother like he got a job he 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 bounces from job to job to job and doesn't find any kind of satisfaction and then Mm -hmm. like even like the guy who loves her is just kind of like hopeless and Mm -hmm. still hasn't changed much at all and and then Sean Penn is just like in his own world entirely right like entirely like, why is he even a part of this movie if not to be just the comedic fodder? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why he's there, because if you look at the rest of the movie, if he's not there, it can be... It, I think it'd be really depressing if he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely goes more the route of, like, dirty dancing. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you need to... Uh, 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 fix that tone with the movie with a lot of singing and dancing. Dance. <laughs> So if basically uh, if it was just her storyline, this movie would be a musical. Yeah, they would, they would have to be. They're like, they I can't, I can't handle any of this. You know, you could only do abortionist musicals now. It's law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like everything is easier when it's in the song. So I agree with you. Definitely yeah. agree with you. Um, I, I don't know. I think like I know you're saying that you can you see people. I don't see growth in any of the characters in that movie is one of my other biggest problems. They go through all these things, all this stuff happens. And actually, except for the, the guy who likes Jennifer Jason Lee's character, who's a wimp at the beginning, but then aggressively goes after that guy for being an asshole at the end, nobody changes. They're exactly the same people at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie. And they don't seem to have learned anything or are, I know, coming up for air anywhere or trying to change the way they are acting for any reason. It just seems the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody has, like, a major progress. Like, I even wonder, like, I wonder 
what people are motivated about, like making a movie about high school so much is like, is that they're reflecting on their own experiences or are they trying to use it as like a cautionary tale of like, Hey, this was my experience. Make sure this isn't your experience. But then it's like so hard to tell. I'm like, well, I can't extrapolate either of these things from this. So yeah, yeah, I, I was also a little confused. I was just like, are you just like telling a nice story of things you remember fondly as a kid? But <laughs> but yeah, I was also confused. <laughs> well, that's it. Like my one of my other problem with Fast Times is, except for the Spicoli and, and Mr. Hand parts, where they talk about American history and getting high and eating, uh, everybody the whole time, every time two people are talking to each other, it's only about sex. Like, oh yeah, only about sex. And you're just and like graphically too. Yeah. And, poor, and poorly. Like I love how uneducated. Well, they all are all super uneducated about it. Like the mm. boys and the girls equally. Yes. But that's more of an indictment of the American educational system than anything else. Um, and it was but then the 80s. they were only interested in showing heterosexual love and like like any other kind of love isn't even mentioned or even no. like referenced in any kind of like and even like uh I, it was getting to me by the end about like how much they were using like the female image of like that eighties beach babe yes. uh, to like for, and I was like, Oh, that's a lot of like mm-hmm. one type of woman in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because every, every girl in this movie that anybody even makes reference to as being attractive, have all the same body type or about the same height. Um, they're, they're all white. They're all white, you know, except for the only time they make reference to a different type of woman is when they're in the restaurant and you've got this like, you know, you know, um, Helga looking woman serving them at the oh, table. Yes. It's scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so it's just it's either that they're big and they're scary or they are these tiny, perfectly bodied young things that are you know canned and petite <laughs> yeah well because even like when you meet um what's the other teacher's name who's the biology teacher and they're at the dance yeah, he at has the a end beautiful and, wife yeah but she's exactly the same type of person that you've seen throughout the movie that's quote-unquote attractive right yeah, and totally. you're like so you're not even going to explore any kind of other look or or attracting type or anything, but is that just like a product of the eighties that we have gotten over? Or do you think that was just a closed minded way of looking at things? I don't know. I think for both of the women though, as much as they were like a very stereotypical type of a person of the time and like, I don't know, and maybe they were being leveraged, but I like that their stories were at least, uh, representative of that like for the girl the friend she ends mm-hmm. up going off with her like psych professor in the yeah. afternoons and I'm yeah. like yeah that would totally happen to you yes that would have a beautiful young aspirational girl uh that's going off to college and already has the thing for older men yes you would end up with your professor yeah <laughs> that is accurate <laughs> I was like that completely makes sense gotcha you know? I'm sorry that you're such a stereotype that we <laughs> predicted this. <laughs> um, but I, I, like, I thought it was really funny that like none of the people in the story and like those after things did anything much with them, their lives. No, yeah, they hardly move on from that moment too. It yeah. doesn't go very much into the future. Yeah, like her, her, her older brother. 
yeah, we spent a whole year with them. And maybe it's like six months later, like is the after thing. And it's just like, oh, that's as far as they go, I suppose. They all probably like got married and stayed in town until the day they died or something. (laughs) They're all buried beside each other in the same plot. Yeah. Because I mean, like even like the older brother, they're like, he's like, oh, he's the manager of 7-Eleven a month later. And you're like, is that a, is like, it's fine if you want to be, if you are a manager of 7-Eleven, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it, is that the is highest that level goals? he reached to? Because it also didn't seem like where he wanted to go or stay. And yeah, like, is I there thought that was a more? weird plot point, too, that it was, like, so focused on him for his career. Yeah. And, like, and then this, uh, oh, I also made me really cringe the relationship he had with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he was basically, like, trying to, like, manipulate her into staying in the relationship by like oh but I don't know what I could do without you and I was just like oh but she still she still broke up with him so it didn't work good for her her. (laughs) but I think it's really funny that like literally the scene before he was like I gotta break up with her because I need to be free it's my last year of school (laughs) and then that happens and he's like he needs a shoulder to cry on then she's like yeah I'm good we're fine Let's let's not do this. <laughs> Didn't get trapped or anything. So that, that was like that was a good part, I think. Yeah. Because I think it was one of those things like, oh honey, you know, and she stayed and whatever. I'd have been like, oh come on. You could do better. <laughs> he would have done better. Run! Run! Run away! Get out! He's gonna lock you in the house. He's gonna <laughs> let you leave. Uh, One thing I didn't realize is Forrest Whitaker was in this movie in one of his first uh, movie roles. Uh, He was the the one black guy with his brother. He had like three words in the whole movie. One of them was a cuss word. Wasn't it like uh, his car that got trashed? Yeah, it was his car that got trashed. Yeah. yeah. Because he doesn't, from the first time you meet him where he's like, he's like, what, don't fucking touch my car or something like that. He doesn't say any more words except grimacing at people and looking angry yeah. oh no sorry he asked for earth and went in fire tickets all right that's one thing um but yeah he just stands there glaring at people and looking angry the whole time um he's like he's wearing like this like suit it's like a satin like athletic suit and yeah. with like no shirt underneath and i was like that's a bold look for high school my friend <laughs> like you look like a straight 30 year old man in the club right now but well i mean he, he like he was literally a baller and uh he was he's got all the stuff he's spending the good money on the good leisure suits like he's making it happen you know, and he's just in high school, and people are just like, damn. Yeah, that's what it's like. He's hard, man, Forrest. Mm. Good for you, Forrest. And did you also notice Nick Cage in his first theatrical film was in there? Yeah, uh, he was like a real young guy. <laughs> yeah, he was like, like he, he literally flashes on screen for like three seconds at a time. And the first time, I was like, that was like Nick Cage. Second time, I was like, is that Nick Cage? Nick Cage? And then I had to look it up. I'm like, oh my God, that is totally Nick Cage. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I was like, this is amazing. I love it. I thought it was weird that like, even though the movie starts and ends in the mall, mm-hmm. they are hardly at the mall. That's true. That is very, very true. But wait, but does it have so to do... They're mostly in the restaurant, I guess. Yeah. 
Cause, or maybe it's their summer jobs. Maybe, but they're but they're there like all season because they're there at Christmas and stuff too. That's right, they are there at Christmas as well. Yeah, I don't know them. I got I got nothing. But I just thought it was funny that they show like that interior of the one part of the mall, and I'm like, like, but wouldn't they like meet each other like afterwards? Yeah, you, or I don't know. I just thought that was odd. I just thought that was a funny part. Well, no, I no, but I agree with you because I'm like, so they're teenagers who's underage in a time period where the mall was the place to be. But none of them spent any time at the mall except for working at the mall. And I was like, yeah. that seems weird. <laughs> I under I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, there was somebody else that it was his first movie. It was Eric Stoltz, the other hippie friend. That was his feature film debut as well. What's he in later? Do you know anything? Eric Stoltz? Yeah. Oh my god, why can't I? I recognize his face. I can't name anything off the top of my head right now for some reason. Um, like, he's one of those people you see him and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Um, like, he almost played Marty McFly. Oh. I Whenever I see the older brother guy, Judge Ryan. Reinhold? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a guy from Gremlins. He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> every, time, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, the jerk, gremlin's jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, like, your first impressions of people when they start <laughs> popping back in your head. You're like, why is this the thing that I think of? I know. I'm sure even if I ever meet him in real life, I'm like, fuck you, gremlin's jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in Pulp Fiction and Mask. Many things. <laughs> and uh, he was also in The Butterfly Effect, one of the other movies we talked about. Oh, that's so funny. He's the he's the creepy abusive father. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um yeah, in Pulp What's Fiction, the- he's he's the guy who gives the adrenaline shot or they go to him to get the adrenaline shot. Um he's got like two hundred credits. Wow. Yeah. And he started there and he didn't have to do no f- full nudity. No. <laughs> Well, he started in TV, and then he had a... This is his first feature film. Okay. Yes. He was in the Fall Guy TV show. Oh, I used to love that show as a kid. Seen Elsewhere. What else is he in? I've Mask. been watching reruns of Seen Elsewhere. That show's dark. It is dark. Well, because it's... Wait, is Seen Elsewhere... That's not the hospital, right? That's the ghetto? Uh... I can't remember it's like on like the christian network in the afternoon it's like on, yeah. it's like it's that and then there's like some other like procedural it's a police show one of them is a hospital so maybe that is elsewhere maybe weird it's either that or the police procedural that's in my head and i can't separate <laughs> the two right now <laughs> okay a guilty pleasure of mine right now is at like one in the morning on the christian channel they show doogie hauser and the wonder years back to back Okay. I can't. I can't not watch that. I'm sorry. This is something I have to look at. Those it's are just feel fault. good moments, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, like super. The, <laughs> the theme song starts, and I'm like, yes, I need to look at you. <laughs> when I found that out, I thought it was like the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I was watching um, the other night, uh, The Princess Bride, with my daughter because mm. she's finally interested in movies that aren't quite children movies right and so print straight to the princess bride and then like yeah 
Wonder Years Boy to Fred Savage just pops up right in there and Columbo and like mm-hmm. so great. It was so satisfying. <laughs> Love it. Did she like it? Yeah, she liked it. Nice. Yeah, like I don't even know. I don't even have to ask that. You know, the kids are gonna like it. Everybody yeah. likes. I don't think I've ever heard a single person say, "I don't like the Princess Bride." That's a fight. That's just a fight that you're gonna lose because yeah. you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and like most of the time, like I mean, I, I must admit, I have started fights over movies because people are just flat out wrong. I get it, but I do take people's opinions into consideration right like if i like something and you don't like it i don't mind having a discussion as to why each other's opinions differ i have no problem with that um but there are some things that it just doesn't make any sense it's like saying oh i don't like breathing i'm like you're crazy you're just a crazy person okay it's that's with princess bride you don't like princess bride you don't need to exist just go away that's that's just that's just it. So you you said you didn't. So is that the major reason that you didn't like this movie is because of the the timing, the the way they represented time, or was there something else? I I just didn't like. I don't like the characters. I find the stories really disjointed because of the timing issue. Um, there's no character growth at any point in time, and they kind of just need a different point of discussion you know so and that's the thing that really frustrated about me it's like I could see this being a decent film and I can understand why people liked it when it first came out because it was something a little bit different I'm Um, sure it was like pushing boundaries for its time right oh for sure kids talking about sex candidly and Mm -hmm. showing just how uneducated they are like but that's like that would have been a very like timely discussion it still is a timely discussion (laughs) yeah um but I just I think my problem is is that it doesn't really uh it doesn't do anything with it you know by the time you get to the end of the movie nobody's learned their lesson nobody's learned anything um everybody's in exactly the same position they were before and you're just like okay and you you, there's literally nothing else anybody else can talk about when you're a teenager just sex gotcha okay i feel like they were trying to do like the american graffiti version of like a different time period i guess this was Mm. the 80s version of american graffiti so Mm -hmm. I mean, I must admit, I haven't seen American Graffiti in a very long time, but I remember enjoying that movie quite a bit as well. But I also remember thinking to myself, there's no point to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind or of- I guess, like, if anything, like, it made me laugh. Like, there were definitely relatable moments as an adult reflecting on their high school experience where mm. it was like, yeah, this is super relatable. It's it's funny that I like I would have missed the importance watching this as a kid and yes, uh, but like as an adult I'm like oh yeah I can see why that's meaningful now, uh, and then yeah so I thought I thought it was interesting for that reason being like yeah why am I relating so hard with all of these things like mm-hmm. yeah because nobody frankly had that discussion with me or no one was like <laughs> no nobody did no yeah uh, well and I think the other thing is too is it it made me feel very uncomfortable because especially the girls they actually I know they were older of course because they had nudity and stuff in the movie um but they actually like look very young 
Yeah. And she's talking about being 15 and her friend lost her virginity at 13 and it's no big deal. And you should just, you know, go and have sex and stuff. I was like, but you look like a 15 year old and this is grossing me out. It's only And you're like think. meeting this 26 year old guy in mm-hmm. this dingy, dirty place. Like, yeah. I, like he doesn't, he's not even like, Hey, let's go to dinner and chat for a minute first. No, he's like, yeah. where do you want to go? Oh, we're going to go over here. And then they make out and have sex and you're just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That looks uncomfortable and, and dirty. You're going to get an infection. Well, it's so funny because I remember watching this probably as a kid and probably too young to watch it. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being a kid and watching it and thinking like, oh, this is what I should expect. I should expect Mm -hmm. that I'm going to go to this gross place, that this guy's going to be nasty to me, that they're going to leave me high and dry. And so if anything, I think it made me a more discerning (laughs) individual because I was like, yeah, I don't trust you. I've seen that road. I also watched Journey Dancing and I know what's going to happen yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i've watched all of the movies i know I what am, to do i am an educated eight-year-old and <laughs> i will not be taken advantage of <laughs> and i think that saved me from the high school the bad high school experiences mm. that these kids encounter and yeah. even the same in days and confused right like yeah. uh even though we were probably in high school at that time uh when we watch that movie, but it was still kind of like a, a like, yeah, if you're going to be an asshole, don't get caught. <laughs> like, yes. But it had like good lessons, right? Like it mm. was like, yeah, I'm not going to be the fool, but <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Cause like, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't even know what lesson they're trying to tell you not to do. And it's not even that they're bringing it matter of factly. But I do understand what you mean about like the certain situations that you definitely understand and can relate to just like the general discomfort about being a teenager. Yeah. Like, and especially the, um, like you're just, you're just generally insecure at that point in time in your life because you know, your body's changing and your mind is changing and you're trying to figure out what to do with yourself. And, at a certain point, you look like an adult, but you're treated like a child because you're a teenager, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, And the level of information is so poor, and you're getting mm. bad advice from your friends. Like, there yeah. were no me- mentions, I think, of, like, condoms at any point in this movie, even though nope. they talked about sex ex- extensively. Sure. They didn't mention, like, diseases. I mean, they dealt with preg- pregnancy, but, like, mm. she could have gotten AIDS. <laughs> it's true she really could have but i don't think but even at that like this came out this would like, have been at 19... the height of the aids crisis and they didn't even talk about it like in 82 well or like yeah wasn't it or i don't know it was still pretty mm. major in the eight in the early it 80s. was in the early 80s yeah for sure but i still think it wasn't it's either something that they were blindsided with and they were just like oh um that's happening but we've already made the movie here's the movie or they were just like that's not something that happens to young white people in the suburbs i guess so you know they didn't, want, so. They didn't well they hadn't yet experienced opioids to know that anything can affect them <laughs> exactly right <laughs> i uh, guess the question is like would this movie be made again like this because i don't think it would be yeah but there's movies like this that have been made since then and but they do at least talk about 
they're they're a lot darker. A, um, they do talk about like uses of condoms and people getting sick and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like the lighter version would be something like um, American Pie or whatever, and like the dark version would be something like Kids, which is such a gross movie. It just disturbs me that they made that movie in the first place. Um, but that's kind of aging myself. I'm trying. I should think of something newer. Um, what about sex education? The show Sex Education is actually a really good example of that. Uh, it's an excellent show, by the way. Um, so good. But it is still teenagers talking to teenagers instead of talking to people who actually have information for them. Um, but but like at even, least... Yeah, it's already changed so much in terms of like who's speaking, who's included, whose story mm. gets told. So yeah. it's like a million times different than fast times exactly um but and but it's also shocking how much uh, more information um the kids have how much information they have access to and their ability to, to actually take care of themselves where as i find fast times it's like they had no ability okay. to really take care of themselves and they had no information and besides talking to each other about their horrible experiences they didn't do anything or I do like that even though it was kind of brushed under the carpet, she was able to go to a free clinic and obviously speak to somebody and obviously get the advice that she needed. And it, I like mm -hmm. showing like that level of like the American healthcare system because I bet you that even operates very differently today, right? With oh, the for sure. Of, yeah, defunding they've experienced. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're going out of their way to try to to shut down a lot of these clinics and stuff because they're like, oh, you're just killing babies. But like, but a lot of those clinics are not just abortion clinics. They're these are all just health issues. They're like. just health issues. And so like some of those clinics, they might be abortion clinics. They might do abortions at those clinics, but they also have OBGYNs in there for people who are actually having babies or they have, you know, somebody has like, um, like a uterine cancer or something. They'll have a doctor in there for that. They'll have, you know, if you have an infection or something, you go and see somebody who will help you take care of it. So it's not just the one thing. That's just a service they provide. And then if you shut them down, then you have this whole other segment of people who can't get access to the care that they actually need. And that's the depressing part of it. And then some rich doctor's daughter is going to have to substitute as a dancer because somebody got a botched abortion. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it's so dark. Why are we laughing? It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just very happy that, I don't know, I thought the movie was more uh, shallow. For, like, my impressions of it were more shallow. And then I was surprised to see the hidden gems there. I was like, oh, there's mm. actually, like, real consequences that are happening, even if they're not long-term ones. But just yeah. and very relatable ones about, like, the whole, like, when I made me laugh, the two girls are holding like a giant sausage and they're they're cutting into it and they're asking, "Well, how long does your partner last?" Like, and I'm yeah. like thirty to forty minutes. I'm like, "Well, how long does yours? Fifteen to 20 And I'm like, "And oh, no that's point, good for a high school boy." And they're like, "Yeah, exactly." You know. And no point is there any mention of like their satisfaction or like, "Well, make sure you use lube and here's a mm. condom." Like, there's just so much. Well, and that's the, the thing that both of their discussions like they do talk about sex the whole time, but they never talk about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the only time they talk about some th themselves is when she loses her virginity and she's like, it hurts so much. 
<laughs> and that's the only time they talk about themselves. Every other time it's like, how to give a blow job. Yeah. I hope it lasts long enough. You know, did he come? Did he do this? And you're just like, uh, what about, but what about you? What about you? Do you know you get something in from this? But I think it showed that too. And I thought that part was very relatable. Just like how clueless they were about mm. like, and they didn't know even if they had climaxed or not. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, she was like, oh, oh when we climax together, he makes you climax. He's like, I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> huh? like, trust me, you're gonna know. No, that's <laughs> not it. If you got a question, it's not, it hasn't happened. You're, 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 you've lost, unfortunately. Uh, one of the other things, okay, this has nothing to do with sex and nothing to do with the actual story, but one of the things that was driving me crazy in, in both of these movies, I guess it's a testament to the time period the movies take place in, was not a single person in any of these movies wore a seatbelt at any point in time, and it was driving me nuts. And I don't know if that means I'm old or I'm just astute or what, but I was just like, why aren't you wearing a seatbelt? There is a child in that backseat. Why is he wearing a seatbelt? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And the smoking everywhere. That bothered me too. Yes. Like even when they're in the video arcade, they're smoking. And I'm yeah. like, why are there smoke? There's children there. And I'm yeah. like, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> it was 1982. <laughs> there were lots of smoke. Like, or the like, that back then? Uh, calling the telling the people taking the people's tickets to go in the movie theater he's like smoking section is upstairs to the right or whatever and i was like yeah ew oh. <laughs> <laughs> well we all did that we used to go to like bars and clubs and restaurants and like planes planes oh my god i remember when uh we used to go clubbing all the time and we would go and i'd come home and i would literally have to just take off my clothes yeah and put I couldn't them put the them in a closet. I couldn't put, uh, yeah, to put them somewhere separate. So they just wouldn't stink up everything else. And like the yeah. next day you had to like do a full shower just to get the smell out of your skin. And even and like your during hair. your hair, like it stayed in your hair for days. Yeah. And that, the idea of that now just is revolting. Oh yeah. Absolutely revolting. I don't know how we did it. I have no idea. It makes sense. I think we must've been like, well, it must have been everywhere. So, like, our sensitivity to it wasn't as high as it is now because mm -hmm. it's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, like, now I pass someone who was there maybe two a minute ago who was smoking and I smell. And I'm just like, oh, my God, people are so disgusting. Oh, you know. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the other things I found really funny in this movie is when um, uh, Mr. Hand is handing out the test and they get it and they just sniff it right away. The photocopy smell, I remember doing that. That was great. Fresh, warm <laughs> photocopies. You, do, you don't still do that? Well, no. I, don't, I literally don't work anywhere that prints anything or does photocopies. Oh, so okay. I don't get pieces of paper in my hand on a regular basis anymore. That unfortunately. sad for you. I know tears, but also I think they actually changed the like the technology. So I don't I, like I think the papers are warm, but I don't think you get that smell anymore. I just got a new printer uh, for the pandemic. It's my pandemic printer, mm -hmm. and it totally smells. Yeah, and you're just like I'm just gonna. Just, just. I don't love the toner smell. Like it's not my jam. I'd rather mm -hmm. much go like dirt or gasoline is mm -hmm. one of my 
more of my wheelhouse. So, no, gasoline gives me a headache. Or I sharpie. Can't do the gasoline. I like a good sharpie. sharpie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even whiteout. I don't know why whiteout. So yeah. good smelling. <laughs> Remember, we used to have those those markers as kids that had the the different like smell, like the licorice and the chocolate oh, yeah, and the. Totally. Which gave you the same high. You just didn't smell like regular markers. But then so you, just, you get like pink at the end of your nose because you're going to town on that strawberry. Living it all day, you're like, yes. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> the telltale marker uh, color at the end of the nose. Exactly. Well, I guess the first drug. Cool. <laughs> I know, right? My God, I was lucky. Chocolate was my favorite. I'm brown. It was brown. Oh. You couldn't tell. Dreams. Dreams. I loved it. <laughs> oh no. What else? What else about fast times? Also, the blowjob technique they were talking about looked really gross and uncomfortable. I thought that was weird that it was like, I don't think girls that age would be that confident to have that discussion publicly. Like, they would definitely do it, but they would, it would only be like in the sanctity of like a bedroom or no one was anywhere because yeah well because even like even their discussion later on where they are in their bedroom if they were giving each other facials or whatever like i sat there looking i'm like this reminds me of like sex in the city like they're 45 year olds complaining about being jilted and they're not (laughs) married yet like that's what they sounded like you are 15 years old why is why are these discussions you're having while you're you're putting makeup on each other like it just doesn't make any sense and I did think like a lot of the actors like looked more older than they were supposed to be mm-hmm. like the like the other guy the the one that ended up knocking up the sister uh, oh him yes he looked like a 30 year old man <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. I, like he had like the lines and everything on his face mm-hmm. and so it was just like very peculiar that I was like why are they no you're 30 like stop mm. and even like uh the when she went on the date with the 26 year old even though he was only supposed to be 26 he had this like coat and she was complimenting it I was like please there's something my my dad would have that coat <laughs> exactly I don't I don't know man it was very confusing to me but apparently that guy was only like six or seven months older than Jennifer Jason Lee uh, in like real life. He's not actually 26 years old or whatever. And I was, I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, why does he look so much older though? That seems weird to me. Uh, but yeah, he, but he was gross though. He was so creepy. Like it, just, it was the smoking and the names they were giving them. They were like Doug and Don. And I was like, yeah, those are like old dude names. Like those aren't young guy names. Yeah. Cause those are the names of our parents. Yeah. That's yeah. why. And that's the point in time. Oh no. My parents were older at that point in time. So it's fine. <laughs> eh, you know, it's Mine okay. would have been about that age. I think they were in their twenties. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, we haven't even talked about, um, Jason confused that much. Now I think about it. No, not yet. Skipped right over and just talked right out fast. Okay, times. sorry. We'll go. We'll go back to Jason confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, I was actually surprised. I liked this quite a bit more than I remember liking it originally. Like I remember liking it, but I don't remember liking it this much. <laughs> I just I found it very. I guess it. I guess the whole point of it is that it is nostalgic, um, but I did like it a lot more than Fast Times. You did like it? Yeah. Oh. Yes. I mean, yeah, like, I already, like, it was already more of a 
my my favorite going into this mm-hmm. but like I don't know I guess like I kind of realized like yeah I've seen this movie a lot I guess it's kind of cliche I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know it was just uh it wasn't as big of a surprise as watching the other one so but I love the soundtrack in both movies the soundtrack is crazy and this one and more so in Days and Confused it's just so good mm-hmm. well because this one uh Days and Confused they had 29 songs um, cause there was no scenes where it was quote unquote original, like just like score. It was always yes. a song playing from the seventies and everything was from the right time period. Cause I went through the trouble of being like, what, what <laughs> really was this out at this time? Was this out? Are you sure? Yeah. You know? Um, and they were, and apparently uh, they used a sixth of the budget just on the music. And that is a huge amount of money, like percentage wise just for music for all the licensing well, i mean that movie wouldn't be that movie without the soundtrack right it wouldn't like, be it's, it's like so much of it is just like perfectly synced up scenes with like yeah. these awesome kind of powerhouse rock ballads Songs, yeah and, yeah well, they had bob dylan and war and Alice so many Cooper. just like powerful songs yeah smoke on the water yeah so good <laughs> Uh, they even had like Peter Frampton playing in the car at one point in time, and uh, yeah, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. And... It was so good. Um, I actually like was listening to all the songs, and, like writing down like what year it came out, what album it was on, and all that kind of stuff. And then after like the eighth song, I was like, "This is too much. I can't." Every three seconds, there's a different song, and I'm like, "I can't. It can't follow." There's a lot of music in that one. <laughs> so much music in it. But I love. As soon as every single one of the songs started, though, I was like, "Yes, this is so good." <laughs> I know. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it, I had the soundtrack at one point, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. that a lot as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's kind of like um, the mixtape in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's just such a solid grouping of like classic, like rock and rock songs that you're just like you, people just like it. It gets you in a mood. It gets you in a, a state yeah. of mind, and you just kind of go with it. You know what I mean? They're fun. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the thing about this movie, the reason why it's, you're not surprised that much about it is that there's nothing hard-hitting in the movie, if you know what I mean. No. Right? Whereas, like, Fast Times, you know, like, there's sex, there's abortion, there's, you know, lack of education, there's this, this complete uncomfortableness. It's sort of the general, you know, one night to, not necessarily to change your life, but one night to see the world differently. Yeah. And it's just sort of like different experiences through the eyes of other people. And um, I kind of liked the ease of it that way. But also I think because it's in one night, it was the timeline didn't really matter as much. So it seemed less disjointed. And I actually kind of liked the characters more. Like you knew the people you were supposed to dislike and you knew the people you were supposed to like. And then there was like everybody else was just sort of in between. Um, and then then there were like the people you were following and you're just like, oh, I can actually see a progression in your attitude. I can see how you're changing a little bit here. And, you know, you can see how this is affecting you over here kind of thing. So I don't know. I, I think like the movie character wise did more in a shorter period of time than Fast Times did in like a year. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, the characters are definitely more varied and there's more, I don't know. I really like the trio of nerdy friends. They're oh, like, I love them. They're great. Yeah. They're like the best part. And like, and, and their storyline is very funny and relatable as well. Mm-hmm. Like they end up just getting in fights and being awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing I found, so there's two things about the, the trio of nerds that I really, really enjoyed. So Maricia Rubisi, who is the redhead girl who's part of the nerds, is Giovanni Rubisi's twin sister, which I had never known. Oh, that is so funny. I didn't know that either. Yeah, because I look, because her name came up on, on, in the credits, and I was like, Rubisi? This is related? related? Twin sister. (laughs) And I was like, this is crazy. I would never have guessed. I don't find they look alike in any way, shape, or form. And then I have to do this, Sarah. I'm really sorry. Anthony Rapp is in there. He's my Star Trek connection. <laughs> he's on Star Trek. He's crazy. He's so yeah. funny and like awkward. I love Anthony Rapp. Yeah. He's so funny in this movie. I love, uh, uh, yeah, they're so funny. Yeah. I just enjoy his like general, um, you know, I'm, I'm this like really conservative individual and I, I know like I can see the lies in the world around me but at the same time he's got this like hippie hair and he's like well, yeah I'm cool man I'm cool oh look at that girl she's hot yeah yeah I'm gonna play cool you know and it's like that weird like juxtaposition you know what I mean and I thoroughly enjoyed it I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah I yeah there's like so many and like uh what's his name uh, Mr. Matthew McConaughey, like he's this is his first movie ever, and like he's so funny. He steals every scene, he's even if it's like the most minimal lines. Like his lines aren't like earth shattering or whatever, mm-hmm. but like he steals every scene, and he is just so funny. Like yeah. why is it that we remember every single one of his lines? Yeah. Like well, I find I mean, that embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was a testament of how good he is and why he had a career after this, right? Um, because like, first of all, it's the first time you get his, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and it's the first thing out of his mouth and it has never dropped from his career or his personality. That's just part of who he is now. Um, it's so unfair. It's just so unfair. Um, he does say though, the, the creepy line, you know, um, yeah, the high, school I, girls. the high school girls, they say the same, I get older, but they stay the same age, which just gives me shivers every time. And not in like a good way in a horrible, we're going to find kids in your basement way. I hate that line so much. It drives me crazy, but I can understand why that was quote unquote, a cool thing to say at the time. Um, can I tell you something that will make you feel better about that line? Yes. So I've reclaimed that line as my own and I work at a school with high school girls. Oh, okay. So it's funny for me to tell my colleagues, those high school girls, <laughs> I just keep getting older and they stay the same age. <laughs> So now it's not as creepy. It's now now it's that's definitely not as creepy when you say <laughs> right? that way. You have it's, to claim it as your own and redefine it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let me think about it that way. Gotcha. Like just find your situation where you can make that happen. And you'd be like, no, this isn't a creepy statement if I say it like this. <laughs> I gotta take it that way for sure. I mean, I think his character is only supposed to be like three years out of high school or whatever, which isn't too far. But he's looking at all of the high school girls, not just the seniors, the freshmen as well. The girls in grade nine. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, that's such a, you know, because, like, he's the type of character 
that is obviously stuck in a point in his life, right? Yeah. Cool kid in high school. Everything in high school was great. And he's complaining that he works, what, he works at, like, the DMV or something. Yeah. You know, he works for the man. But he hangs out with high school kids who worship him as as much as he can. Yeah, because he represents adulthood to them. To them, yeah. And he, and to, to... To him, they are like the recapturing of this greatness that he had in his youth. And he is the guy who will be doing that till he's 50 years old. And then you do have the high school kids who are like, you're not cool, you're creepy, go home. You know, it's 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 that kind of level. Um, those people exist, unfortunately. And, and you don't, like, most of the time they're harmless. You just kind of feel sad for them because... Once you get stuck in a situation like that, nothing in your life feels better. Nothing in your life lets you grow or, you know, get past this point. You're just stuck until you die. And you just kind of feel sad for people like that at a certain point instead of um, instead of them being, like, weird, like, creepy. But, eh, it happens. He's still in the endearing phase. Yes, he's still in the endearing my favorite line from him in this movie is something like when the little, the grade nine kid, the brand new grade nine kid gets in the car with him and he asks him like, you got any weed? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> you know what's funny? As soon as he said that, I was just like, I had this flash in my head of people saying that to me or seeing it in other movies and I'm like oh my god this is where that's from isn't it (laughs) and I was like oh my god everything is just a reference to something else now (laughs) that's just our society at this point and I just I just found out I just found out that good day sir comes from Willy Wonka (laughs) (laughs) I said good day sir Gene Wilder says it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, yeah. But the thing is, Good Day Sir shows up in especially a lot of sitcoms where people are being sassy to one another. And you're just like, okay. For the longest time, I had no idea what that was about. I was just like, this old-timey reference? Uh Ha-ha? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, all of these references at some point in time are going to just get lost on people. And they're just going to be like, oh, I'm so witty. I said this myself. I'm like, you know, or they're like, oh, somebody's going to say, my mama used to say, and you're like, that's Forrest Gump, dude. You're like, no, that's what my mom used to say. Like, no, it's, it's from Forrest Gump, guys. It's, you know, uh, yeah. you know this deep down. But, but I think that happens not just in, in movies and TV shows. It also happens in like, um, in music as well. Cause there's so many like remixes and revamps and, and all that kind of stuff of just like songs coming back and people just redoing it, just like, you know, movies, you know. Yeah, there's and, constant like references in music to other music. Yeah. And so it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be surprising. But every once in a while, I'm like, I hear a song and I'm like, oh shit, that's where they got that hook from. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah like i just found out or uh, maybe this is a couple years ago but there was like a led zeppelin sample in the 
uh, Godzilla movie from the nineties with Matthew. Uh, yeah, it's the it's uh it's the it's the guitar thing. Da 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 Yeah, that part. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that about that until recently. That was a Puff Daddy song. I know. I knew it as the Puff Daddy song, and then I was like listening to Led Zeppelin. I was like, oh my god, did they like? And I'm like, oh, I have to get my time right. Wait a minute! It's coming together. Coming together now, you know. This is like uh, Wild Wild West was a redoing of a Cool Modi song, which a lot of people didn't know about. We're like, yeah, that that song was done before. That whole beat was done before. <laughs> um, there's so much stuff out there that's like, oh, well, there's a song on the radio right now that pisses me off because every time I hear it, I'm like, it's the original, and it's not, and it's not going to come to my head right now, which is kind of. Is fine. it the Ariana Grande? I want it. I got it. Because it's a few of my favorite things, and every time I'm like, "Oh, a few of my favorite things." I'm oh, like, that one! <laughs> yes, that there's that one. That's not the one I was thinking of. Um, but yes, that one also annoys me as well. Because <laughs> why are you ruining uh, sound of music? Like, what is your yeah. problem? What's your problem yeah. against the Nazis? Let's exactly. bring them down together, Ariana. Jeez, <laughs> Alvita Zane. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like i like that's the thing at this point in time there really isn't people are finding creative ways to create new content yes but nothing is really original anymore everything seems to be a reference to something else or a redoing of something that was done before in some way shape or form whether they mean to or not um because it's probably something that's you know Sorry, hold on. There's uh, fire trucks happening. Uh, what was I saying? I don't even remember what I say anymore now. Remakes of remakes. Oh, like both yes. of these movies were kind of both uh, like, I feel like one influenced the other for sure. Like Days and Confused was probably influenced by this and a little bit of American Graffiti. Oh, for sure. Yes. Because, um, uh, and especially like all of those john hughes movies that came out and all that kind of stuff were definitely an influence on that but i think this one um oh richard linklater wrote this one um days and confused somebody hold on yeah cameron crow wrote fast times at richmond high and he's all about drawing from his experiences because especially with movies like um almost famous which is one of his quintessential movies um, and I think, and I think also that movie influenced a lot of other movies like it as well, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the same thing, and especially in the in the in the most of the '80s where they started to figure out, oh yeah, teenagers are a proper demographic to sell things to, and that's when they started making all of those movies for teenagers and that kind of like mid ground age group, and then they turn into like body sex comedies like Porky's and stuff. I don't know. And Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> and what other cheesy ones are there? Pretty in Pink. Breakfast Club? But is the Breakfast Club cheesy or is it quintessential? Yeah. Cheesy? Claire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so my, my thing about movies like um, uh, Breakfast Club is – are those movies cheesy or have they become cheesy because of all of their references to it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think um, 
I think it's like it's an identifiable moment, right? Like, so mm. it's it's cheesy in that it kind of reflects your own experience in in a little tiny way, but it's also like cheesy in that I think people know that we're indulging ourselves by watching these kinds of movies to be oh, like, for sure. yeah, like we're reliving, not necessarily reliving glory, but we're definitely being nostalgic mm. and like looking in the past and like reflecting. Well, because you end up, especially with the breakfast, uh, breakfast of champions, um, <laughs> with uh, the Breakfast Club, you have five distinct, five, six, five, yeah, same characters five. who lay, literally label themselves at the end of the movie, and everybody who's watching the movie picks which label relates to them the most. Yeah, right? or so, like there's like definitely, and again, I think highlighting the awkwardness like not all of the moments in those movies are perfect either like there's mm-hmm. definitely like this is some weird tension and this is some deep shit um but, but i think there's a dance that, sequence in the middle sorry and there's that. a weird dance montage but that's just the, <laughs> they're trying to take on their own passenger time issues yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah how That's many dance montages of your own, of your own teenage life would you include in your movie, Tracy? <laughs> in my movie, let's see. Uh, so there's that one in elementary school. <laughs> At least one of the video dance parties we had in high school. Nice. <laughs> um, we got to do 107 and Jack's Backyard. <laughs> Uh, lots, of dance, lots of dance montages that's only that's only four for my whole okay. life so that's actually pretty good that's pretty good that's not too bad <laughs> yes. i think I'm, I'm thinking pretty good with four four will do <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure my movie um can't be a movie because it has to be sung so it'll be an opera or a musical <laughs> for sure <laughs> I can see being a musical for sure, but not necessarily include abortion. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, just because I don't want to like highlight that as a plot story in my mm-hmm. own life. In your own life, yeah. No, I no, I get that because I mean I don't think all musicals include abortions. I just think if you have an abortion, it should be a musical. There's a difference. Yeah. Yes. Truth. Yes. Law. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? I would see your your. M- movie biography musical i would watch it oh uh, cool yes. yeah it, it'll be solid it'll be very mm-hmm. like lucy in the sky or or like uh across the universe oh yeah that's the right. way i'm going I that like and a combination of reefer madness <laughs> okay okay so this is something that needs to happen yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> Based on this description alone, this needs to happen. All right. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna have really catchy songs, and you'll probably be able to sing along with parts of it. Yes. <laughs> I like this whole idea. Great. <laughs> I love it. Actually, another thing, but I've never watched Across the Universe. All I oh, know about is Beatles songs. It's enjoyable. Like it, it is an enjoyable treatment. It's like they try to integrate the songs into the. Um, into the narr- narration in the story mm-hmm. so it's like a part of the action it's not just like we're stopping to sing and deliver it's like a very much of like the song is speaking as the transition of time the song is speaking as a hallucinogenic moment like the songs have purpose so it oh, makes okay. it like it, it makes it good okay i like it because that reminds me of the elton john uh rocket man uh biography then 
because that's one of the reasons why I think that worked better than the Freddie Mercury one, not just the fact that all of the timelines were wrong, um, but <laughs> they integrated the songs into the story, and it was like transitional points that worked really well, whereas I find with, um, with the Freddie Mercury one, it was just, here's a song, yeah. and here's another song, and here's a song. And the, the thing is that makes me angry about it is while you're watching the movie, you don't realize it because you're just like, I like this song and I'm going to sing to this song while I'm in yeah. the movie. You're like, yes. And then the movie's over and you're just like, oh, that was really good though. I didn't like <laughs> when they played that song though. I liked it when they played that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about, so I still haven't watched either of those movies, even though I love both of those artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I went to go see We Will Rock You when it was in Toronto. Yeah. And it was all Queen music, but it was so disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah, because kind of same thing. Like, I was like, I love that moment where you sang that song, but the rest of it, I don't know what happened, and I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a good thing. That is not a good thing. Oh, my God. I mean, I I don't know. I, 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 like... Definitely watch both of them. You'll enjoy watching both of them. Um, but you will enjoy the actual storytelling aspect of Rocket Man better than Queen. Nice. Yes. Cool. Yes. Just letting you know. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, uh, so Days and Confused, yeah. Um, I was shocked at how many people were in this movie. Yeah, I remember there people. being a lot of people in this movie, but I was shocked at how many people were in this movie still, including um, this is like Ben Affleck's second movie or something like that <laughs> after um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was comes... Mallrats after this. Um, I want to say yes. <laughs> I do want to say yes because uh, this was like super early in his career. Where is he, Ben Affleck? He's not even at the top. He's like 15th in the listing here. He was such a jackass in that movie. He made he me so angry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like most of his early characters, he just played an asshole. Yeah. And that includes Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That includes this. Includes Mallrats. Includes Chasing Amy. Um, he was also in like School Ties. He was the worst. Like, uh, it's like so much stuff. You're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Maybe he just is an asshole. Days and Confused was two years before Mallrats. Yeah. Yeah, so in his early career, I was like, oh, you're just playing a dick. All right, that's what you do. <laughs> and then he did... I don't really... Me- I, I watched Goodwill Hunting once in my life. I remember not liking it. I don't remember what kind of character he played in Goodwill Hunting, though. And then there was Armageddon where he played like I don't remember which the savior. So I guess that's when his career turned around a little bit. And isn't uh, Mila uh what's her name? Joe Bitch. Yeah, she's yes. in it too. She's in it as well. Uh there's that part at the end where they're in like the forest or whatever they're drinking and she's playing like a song to like the high kids. Yeah. It's actually a song off of her album. It's not a 70s song. Oh, um, yeah, I looked that up because I was like, I don't know what this song is. It was a song off of her personal album. Oh. Like, all right, that's great. Fine, so, then. Sure. Well, they had so much other music. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, who was it? Parker Posey was in that movie. 
Um, she didn't play a very nice girl in that. Oh yeah, she was the one in the jeans that was like yeah, who kept calling everybody bitch all the time. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. The what bitch girl. <laughs> air raid. If, oh, she yelled air raid, and you'd have to get on the ground oh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, in the um, she's in the new Swiss Family Robinson in space. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and she's the bad guy, and she's a really good bad guy in that show. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched like uh, one and a half episodes, and I just couldn't get into it. Oh, uh, it gets. I don't know. I liked it. It was a good, like, family-friendly space adventure. Yeah. So I could like watch it with my kid in the room, and it wouldn't get a traumatizer. Mm. Maybe I should give it another try. And it is good. To watch. And the robots really cool. And the second season, it's like all of these robot fights that are really cool. So. Mm -hmm. You'll like it. Okay. I you like Anthony Rapp, and you like... <laughs> <laughs> I like things with robots, I must admit. Uh, I watched Forbidden Planet for the first time, like, two weeks ago. And A, I was shocked how well that movie aged. Oh, I love that movie. It's the animated one? The no, no, no. This is a, a live-action one from 1950-something. Where they're like in space and they go to a planet to check on a colony that's there and they find out everybody's dead except for this scientist and his, his daughter or whatever. Yeah. Um, the only thing that really got to me is every time the daughter came around, like they made her change the way she was dressing because every time the daughter came around, all of the guys that were on the ship were just like, we've been on a ship for months and we're all men. So you know what that means. <laughs> I was just like... Why that's are... weird why is that her problem that yeah. sounds like your problem <laughs> yeah um at one point in time somebody pulls her aside and was like you know what you come around here looking like this in front of these men and you know what they'll do they'll you know what you'll just deserve it and i was like what, what? <laughs> I, was like, uh, I was like uh and then from that point on uh, cause she like, she was on a planet with just her and her father. She wore whatever she wants and she makes it. And she's like, what's wrong with what I'm wearing? It's something I made. And I thought it was pretty. Um, and then from that point on, she had to wear, she wore things that were like literally from to like her neck to the ground. And that was it. And we're just like, so you got, you can't control yourself. I have to change everything about my existence to make you happy. <laughs> But other that still than that, happens though. That still happens. That still happens today. But other than I that, mean, it's a great a space adventure. <laughs> yeah, it is. There, but I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I love those little moments when they come up in films because I'm like, yes, there is a time and a place, even if it's in a weird space adventure, to acknowledge the weird <laughs> treatment that women endure on a daily basis. <laughs> it's it's weird and creepy and uncomfortable and. Uh, the fact that it had been accepted for so long is just ugh, so ugh, gross. Gross, <laughs> I tell you. And that comes up in like these two movies, which it, it's a direct interaction. But like in Fast Times, the girls are just seen as sex objects. Everybody's like, oh, I'm good. Like they see a pretty girl, like I'm going to do her. They don't say yeah. hi, except for the one guy who's like, I like her and tries to talk to her. Everybody else is like, she's hot, I'm going to do her. And it's the same thing in um, Days and Confused as well, is every girl is hot. And the only girl that actually, like, talks a lot through it is 
the nerd girl, the redhead, Mauricia Rubisi, she's with the nerd group and she actually says intelligent words throughout the whole thing and not torturing other people. Yeah, it was, uh, I think that's probably why she's my favorite or like part of my favorite movie. It's because it's like, oh, the real person having the real experiences, Mm -hmm. like not to say that like, yeah, I'm never going to identify with the girl, the hot girl or whatever storyline. Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen myself there. But I'm like, yes, the nerd girl, the corner with these weird guys that mm. aren't attacking her. I'm down for that. Yeah. But <laughs> the funny thing is that they kept her realistic, though. Like, yeah, because when the Matthew McConaughey character is like, hey, how's it going? We're going to have a party over here. And he's like, you should come, you know, and he's like, come and ride with us. I'm with these guys. It'd be better if you came with us. But she's all flattered and flustered after yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true. Because like, it shows that she, yeah. She she's probably never int- would get attention. <laughs> yeah, she, A, she'd never get attention like that. But B, she's also, there's nothing wrong with liking getting a little attention. He wasn't overly aggressive. He wasn't rude. He wasn't derogatory. He was just like, you're kind of hot. You should come hang out with us. But still, she wasn't like, she's not like, the idea of a feminist right now, which is just like, I hate men and anything you say to me is, is a horrible thing. She's a feminist as in, she knows she's a woman. She knows what she wants and she knows what she expects, but there's nothing wrong with getting a little attention as well. Yeah. Like I even hate myself as a human being for like how charmed I am by Matthew McConaughey to this day. It's my (laughs) guilt. I have guilt from it and I don't know why. But I was like, yeah, I would be charmed as hell if he had thrown those lines my way. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was like, ooh, that's... (laughs) 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 Girly! True. It's so, so true. Even Uh, though it was never my objective ever in mm -hmm. high school to be like, oh, I'm going to be so hot today. Look at me, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But every once in a while, when you get hollered, I'll be like, hey, girl, ah! you're like oh thank you. <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> it's just when you get the whole um why don't you smile more the yeah or you get some sort of like uh like the gross oh my god no I've had some gross things yelled at me and I'm just like that's not how you do it I don't I just, feel flattered <laughs> I just always like it when you get that kind of attention and it's always just like about them Mm-hmm. more than it is anything to do with you because like yeah. often I find in those moments like I'm really like I don't know I'm like having raging cramps that day or something like that and then you get like this one person trying to say this offhanded thing and you're gonna interpret it and internally explode and I was just like this guy has no idea that I'm experiencing the death of a million sons in my uterus right now yeah. like <laughs> But but you just didn't feel unashamed to blurt whatever it was, the first thing that came into your head, out of your mouth, yeah. into my face. And yeah. I was like... <laughs> but even if you weren't, why do you think that was something that you needed to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it endlessly ceases to amaze me mm-hmm. that these experiences repeat themselves. Yeah. I even had, like, one happen to me online recently, and it was <laughs> like... I know it was the weirdest thing. And, uh, and so this person was like confessing all of their 
whatever their emotions to me and I hadn't said a single thing and I hadn't talked to this person in probably 12 years mm-hmm. and I'm like what fantasy have you spun in your head that I'm this available person to you yeah that you you obviously know nothing about my present situation or care what my emotions are right now. <laughs> Sir. Because yeah. it's, it, it's about them, not about you, yeah, right? It's about, yeah, that's, yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I encounter those experiences now. And I'm like, what? What, yeah. what happened in your day that made you feel so entitled to say this <laughs> to me? Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess the thing is, too, is movies or TV have always taught, no, no, you need to tell them. If you don't tell them, they won't know. You just need to tell them. I'm like, no, nah, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can just no, keep that don't. to yourself. Please we don't. don't. We don't need We're to asking. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't need to know any of this. I, I'm not going to thank you. I'm not going to be okay with this. Go away. Can if you not? have an opinion about my face, kindly keep it to yourself. yourself. Yes. <laughs> or um, I stopped posting pics. Like I give myself manicures and pedicures and I stopped posting pictures of my feet because, oh my God, the random comments you'd get if I posted my toenails, it was just. What, like gross things? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, yes. There were lots of comments about sucking toes and where my foot should be and and all that kind of oh, and God. I'm just like really those people how really? are you interpreting this as something sexual <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm not like everybody's allowed their own kink I get it but still <laughs> I have feet I exist yeah like that that's it that's all that that's all that this picture is saying feet and I exist that's it okay yeah. Keep that what? my yourself. feet that and I exist and I have feet and I've painted my toenails <laughs> <laughs> oh and i was just like i was like i thought this was a very innocent picture you can't you're not even seeing my whole foot like i don't even understand what's happening right now what is happening how are you so, so deprived in your life that this yeah. is the, the thing that's gonna charge you up oh, yeah yeah so it, it it goes to show like just about anything out there can give people the wrong message apparently i don't get it it's fine <laughs> Well, take a lesson from Forbidden Planet and mm-hmm. better watch what you wear. Put on those feet, Tracy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta wear clothing that go from <laughs> my neck help themselves. to my feet. Yes, they, they learn from space adventures. Yeah, they don't have to control themselves. We have to control ourselves for them. <laughs> well, I haven't yes. worn a real bra in I don't know how many days, and I'm not going to anytime soon. So, trust me. You're not the only one. It's fine. Yeah. People are going to have to keep themselves restrained. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Most of, uh, like, uh, like I'm going through, like, Instagram or whatever. Every time some, like, I follow a lot of, like, comic artists and stuff, and, like, a lot of them are female. And all of them are about, like, I haven't put on clothes for, like, 12 days. I haven't done this in, like, 16 days. Look how hairy my legs are. And I'm like, I'm with you, sister. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. That's everyone right now. It's it's so great. Yeah. Although I'm oddly obsessed with watching um drag queen makeup tutorials. <laughs> and like um and because like I have time right now to like I have like a bunch of makeup stuff and so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I'm totally testing out this look. So yeah. I'm like testing the contouring and then I like go into my Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look really great on the Zoom meetings, but like in real life, my face looks jacked up. (laughs) (laughs) 
at least you're having fun with it. That's the key. It's kind of funny. I just want to keep like elevating it until mm. the point where I like I have 14 pairs of like eyelashes on and people still like haven't seen the the transition's been so gradual that they like didn't they're even like, notice. They're like that's just Sarah. Like I don't understand what you're talking about. She looks like that every day. God. Yeah. Jeez. Like that Ugh. contouring on the nose, that's just a day-to-day thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow, but you know, we were just used to it. It's fine. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, I feel like we've gone far off topic. Sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I wasn't helping. I wasn't steering you back at any point in time. Uh, but okay. Well, I mean, like, I, like I think that's probably it. We had like a good deep discussion about both of these. Yeah. I, I mean, I still enjoy both these movies. Uh-huh very much and I would watch I probably will watch them again I'll yeah. definitely watch Ridgemont High Fast Times I didn't remember how much I enjoyed it but I enjoyed it more than I thought it was I think it's because it had like the sister and the brother uh, storyline right. that it had like I like that had like that that dichotomy it mm-hmm. wasn't just because if it was just him then I would have been like oh, the jerky gremlins guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you. Uh, but, and but, then I enjoyed, yeah, and I enjoyed Dazed and Confused, too, because it's such, like, a fun, like, cool music and, like, uh, the, the car, like, I'm not a huge Cars fan, but, like, that's a cool element in the movie. And the, yes. it, I, the relatable part for that one, for me, was, like, the how they make, like, 500 different stops in the course of the night, and they still really manage to do nothing. And yes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, uh, that's very high school. That is very high school. Because there's nowhere for you to go. You don't have any money to spend if you go somewhere. So you just got to figure stuff out, like sitting in a Tim Hortons parking lot or something yeah. like that. Or you're drinking in, like, yeah, in, like, a field area. <laughs> but no one's really drinking because, like, you still got to drive somewhere. Sure. And, like, mm-hmm. And you couldn't afford that much booze anyways. You could only ask the guy to pick out one, two, four for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the shared experience we've had, Sarah. That would be our high school movie. We'd be like, the whole movie would just be us outside of an LCBO trying to get somebody to buy us a case of beer. And then everyone (laughs) says no. (laughs) And then we end up sitting in a park somewhere. And then we go get Timbits at Tim Hortons and then sit in that park. And, and it's just like us running into other groups of like kids our age. Trying to do exactly, exactly the same thing. Yeah. And then we'd end up in each like like your basement or something. And then I'd go home and then that would be it. Yeah. Maybe eat nice. some chips. Maybe yeah. we'd go to like the bulk food section of the grocery store and buy oh, some candy. Oh, yes. Get some candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember doing that. I was like, that was, that was a good night. What are you talking about? That shit was killer. That was a pretty typical Brampton evening. <laughs> yes. B-Town. Woo-hoo. Can't go wrong, I tell you. Can't go wrong. Uh, well, I, I must admit, these two movies for me, um, I do still thoroughly enjoy Days and Confused. But my last note of Fast Times at Ridgemont High is, I don't like this movie. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally what it says. Uh, I did not enjoy it at all. I don't like this movie. No. Uh, but I do under I do understand what you mean. Like the aspect, there is a lot more substance to it. I guess how it's presented just didn't really hit me right, and I was just like, eh, I'm I'm bored. I can, can I stop watching this now? I'm fine. So, eh, that's just and like, it. and the maybe the the days and confused seem like 
further like it, it feels more further removed than like my actual experience because of like we didn't really have to deal with like the physical violence level in the same way I don't think and like oh you know. mean like the the hazing and stuff yeah the hazing stuff yeah we did not do that in high school and I remember I know well we met each other in grade 10 but I, I remember in grade 9 when I started high school like the the seniors and stuff went around trying to torture uh niners but uh i did not put up with any i remember somebody running up to me and be like tie my shoelace and i was like no and i walked around them whereas yeah. every other niner was like yeah okay you know and getting like stuffed in garbage cans and all that kind of stuff i remember that stuff happening i just did not participate there was a difference but yeah, like, but the violence level in the Days and Confused one, though, I was just like, you're beating people. Yeah. And like, you could go to jail for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, the mom pulls a shotgun on them, and I was like, yeah, that's about the right level. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I get it. You know, Justified. and it's, yeah. <laughs> and especially like when they catch them later and how brutal they are to them, I'm like, it was totally justified. And then the girls weren't as bad. But, like, it was, like, theirs was just super degrading, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, like, oh, you have to propose to the boy and do whatever they tell you to do. And you're just, like, why? Uh, That's gross. And then covered them in, like, ketchup and mustard and flour. But they took them to the car wash to wash them off after. So, (laughs) not so bad, I guess. I don't know. I never understood that aspect of, like, in a lot of, like, American movies, there's always this aspect of, like, group torture for you to be allowed in a group, you know? And I'm like, why is that, like, a thing? Why is that necessary? I think that's related to, like, the military-industrial complex about, Mm. like, the whole, like, tearing somebody down to their essence and, like, making them submit to whatever it's a very mm. like military concept to me yeah. or clown school depend but they're very few clown <laughs> school movies so i guess i want to yes. see that movie though i'd watch that movie so hard yeah <laughs> the clown oh, school military God. yes it's probably pretty amazing tell you the truth i think it'd be fantastic I'd also, oddly on that line, watch Medical Police. It is a great show. Oh, really? Okay, I'll give that one. A sh- I'll give that one a shot as well. Yeah, it's really fun. Although okay. weird to watch right now, but yeah, still watch it. Still watch it. Okay, I'll watch that one. This is about a, a virus, a global virus taking over, and their medical police. Oh. That yeah, too, so that seems too topical. But it's like the makers of children's hospitals. <laughs> And there's a lot of crossover <laughs> to the characters. Okay, I will definitely see. Now that I know this, I will definitely give them a shot. Now, yeah, it's really is, good. <laughs> I will give that a shot for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this episode and being uh, socially distant to be on off my shelf this week. I look forward to reviewing our next high school hijinks <laughs> movie together. I know this seems to be a trend with us. Oh my god! Well, because we did what um, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. Uh, then we did uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly Wait, and now these two. So <laughs> we can uh, we, we can make this happen again. I, I, think I, I, I think I've got like Pretty in Pink in there and some Clueless. Oh, I, I, I watched just, all those. I love yeah. all those movies. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen.
Awesome. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we will be talking about the first season of the short-lived show, Dead Like Me. Hope you'll be here to listen.